Pod, back with another episode. Episode 2. Yeah, just like the McRib, we're not a one-time deal. We're back. Have you had a McRib yet? I've not. I have yet to. Yeah? Me neither. And with that, you've already hit your quota of talking as much as you did in the last episode. record. Let's go. Uh, Soon we'll have our spinoff show, our fast food review podcast. But for now, we're here to talk about some good old DCOMs, some... Disney Channel original movies, because that's what a whole new pod is all about. But I thought, before we jump into this week's movie, last week we had talked a little bit about ourselves, I thought we could do that a little bit more this week, specifically talking about our relationship with Disney Channel original movies. I know they've meant a lot to you, Jacob, so... They're, they're definitely something I grew up for sure on. A, a lot of these films, unlike the one that we watched, ended up watching today, I, I don't really remember much of it, but there's probably a good... Um, you know, 2025, going through that list of 100 plus that I actually, you know, recognize. So it's, it's going to be fun looking back on some of those and like under wraps with our episode one, you know, just remembering some of the fun little gimmicks of those movies. Yeah, I've and I've already been a bad host so far. Uh, that speaking right now was Jacob Telejohn and Jacob I hey. and the other host, Lucas Melby. Hello, welcome Lucas to a whole Melby. new pod. All right. Uh, yeah, as far as my relationship with Disney Channel original movies, I have very little. I remember Smart House, which Good I movie. think is coming up soon for us. Yeah, it might be like top, um, like first 13, I think. I don't remember. It's, it is soon, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's coming up. That's a very odd, specific number to pull out. Yeah, I don't even know if I actually saw Smart House because my family didn't actually have cable back around the time it came out, but I distinctly remember seeing commercials for it, so I don't know if I was watching Disney Channel at my grandma's house or something, but I remember seeing the commercials and thinking it seemed a little little spooky and a little freaky. But as far as Disney in general, I am, I'd say, a pretty big Disney fan. But as far as Disney Channel stuff, it's not so much the same. The one property I can say I have quite the connection with is Corey in the Corey House. Corey in the House. And that, Classic. I mean, it's a meme at this point. It's definitely a meme. But I've actually watched uh, the the majority of the run of Corey in the House. And I'd say oh I enjoyed it more than the movie we watched today. <laughs> so I guess with that being said, let's get to the meat. Or you could call it the McRib. The so-called McRib of this episode. Mm. Uh, let's get to the movie that we're going to be covering. You lucky dog. Yes, this week we are covering the second Disney Channel original movie, released in 1998. So this is actually a 20th anniversary time, not, yeah. just, not some nonsense. And we are not going to be going through that every single time. We're not going. This is the 19th <laughs> anniversary of this movie. Uh, but yes, you lucky dog is. You could call it a animal adventure or misadventure, a creature feature. A, a movie like filled that. of shenanigans by one Kirk Cameron. I just, I don't know if you really had an understanding of Kirk Cameron before no, this. I know nothing. About I know very little about him. I feel he's a name that I know, but yeah. all I know is he was an actor and isn't so much now, except he acts in a lot of Christian movies because he's oh. a very heavy evangelical christian this movie really set him in the right direction i yeah. yeah i guess this is this is where it all started so as you might guess from a name like you lucky dog you lucky dog follows in the long tradition of great kids movies mm. focusing on animals we're talking air bud which 
I am a big fan of the storied franchise of Air Bud. We're talking Air Bud, the original classic, which I think technically was produced by Disney. I'm not exactly I sure. Can neither confirm. The first Air Bud, pretty sure, actually went to theaters. Second Air Bud, I think that was Golden Receiver, played mm-hmm. football. Then we had World Pup, where he played soccer. soccer. Seventh inning Fetch. Where he played baseball, and then last but not least, volleyball. Yes, Airbud yeah. spikes back oh. where they ran out of good dog puns, and he just played beach volleyball. Well, you can't forget like the the puppy ones too, right? That they make Air. I hey, we can go in oh, deep about Airbud. Airbud is actually just a production company now. There was a production company called Airbud that now produces the just, Buddies films. Just dog movies. Yes, so we have Santa Buddies, Santa Buddies Two, oh, Space stop. Buddies. Where all these puppies talk because having a dad who could play sports, I guess, passes down genes to allow his puppies to talk. I can't say I've seen any of the puppies movies, but no, I, I am. I've seen Santa Paws, unrelated, but it's... Is that unrelated? <laughs> yeah. Santa Paws was a book I think we read in, in like middle school. Oh, okay. That reminds me of when I was researching this. So, You Lucky Dog, Disney Channel original movie that came out in 1998. Yeah. There's actually a Hallmark Channel movie oh, called okay. You Lucky Dog that came out in 2010. Okay. That is a whole different, that's a different cinematic universe from what we're covering. Okay. We're solely Disney Channel. We can't get into the Hallmark quite yet. I don't know if that's where Cyberbully was aired, but okay. that was a lifetime. Cyberbully, that's a quality film right there. All right, so you might you could probably guess by me putting off talking about this fucking movie for so long, we weren't as hot on this one we as really we were. We don't want to talk about. This we weren't as hot under wraps, you know, starting to show off with a showstopper, really. But you lucky dog, it's a different beast, if you will. Yeah. So, I guess we can still throw ourselves into it. It has its moments. But. All right, so. The beginning of You Lucky Dog, we have some opening credits, not on the level of Under Wraps by any stretch of the imagination, but we get a, a sequence of news clips or magazine covers or newspaper stories talking about a dog psychic, psychic. who is Kirk Cameron's character, Jack Morgan. Mm-hmm. My favorite part, the one takeaway I had of this, well, first of all, there is a very... You could call it a knockoff of you got a friend in me That's playing exactly in the back. Say, gave him like a Toy Story vibe. So this is definitely button. definitely post Toy Story, yeah. and I think in the end credits the song was called Together, and it's might as well just have been called You Got a Dog in Me or something <laughs> of that. It was very similar. So there's that, and then I noticed one of the quotes they focused in on was uh, Jack, the psychic character. Yeah, he was quoted as saying, "He's thinking of a meaty bone." Because he was talking about his, I guess, childhood dog. And that's what I got out of that. So then we get a, we flash into the present day where we first see Kirk Cameron. Jack Morgan. Yes, Jack Morgan. I got a... Mr. Morgan. The, the two people with... He has two first names in real life and as okay. his fictional character. Uh, yeah, we see him in his office where he is a uh, functioning... Dog therapist. Dog therapist, uh, dog psychic, whichever fits the bill for who he's trying to get some money off cool. of. And he is dealing with some hassle from both a uh, client and their dog, as well as his secretary, Bernice. Yeah. 
who is a real, real piece of work. She's all busting his balls about not making enough money and all that sort of stuff. She seemed like a fairly fleshed out character, but we will not see Bernice after no, the beginning of this movie. Gone quite quick. Uh, while we're seeing Jack dealing with a dog, and by dealing with, I mean sleeping on the job. The dog was, was, was he eating his pizza? Or was it pizza? I believe it was a meatball, meatball sub. sub. That's, That's what it looked right. like to That's me. So, while this is happening, we also get a side scene of one... I think his name was Clive Windsor. Windsor is the most important part of his name. Uh, Clive Windsor, who is on his way to see Jack, and he's bringing along his dog. And what would you guess the name of that dog is? Lucky. Yes, a little on the nose, Disney Channel. Uh, we got ourselves a title, so we got ourselves a dog, too. So, yes, he's bringing his dog in for a consultation. But before Windsor arrives with Lucky... Jack has a falling out, a confrontation with his... The customer, the yeah. customer and dog. The customer walked in on, on him sleeping, found the dog eating the meatball sub, and kind of went off on uh, Mr. Morgan, um, said that he was best buddy buddies with the mayor and was going to have him <laughs> shut down. And... Yes, important plot point that he knows the mayor. Yeah. We'll get to what that entails in you know, a brief second, but first... Windsor finally meets up with Jack and has him try to talk with Lucky. We find out, because Jack just spills his guts to Lucky, that Jack used to be able to read dogs' minds, but has not been able to since he was a kid. Yeah, like 14, I think, was the last time they said it was. But then we start to get some of Jack's thoughts, where he just hears telepathic barking, where it seems that Lucky is telepathically barking at him, and this scares Jack. So he doesn't want to see Lucky, gets him out of his office, and then Windsor's like, what's going on? This seems so quick. And Jack says, oh, he's not really working out with me. We'll just try this a different time. And then Windsor lets him know that he wanted to really get something worked out with Lucky because yeah. he seems very distraught or stressed out. Yeah. And then Jack says something along the lines that, oh, yeah, that's because of all the family drama you're dealing with. And then Windsor's like, ha-ha, how did you know this? Yeah. And the, the three people staying in the house, Lucky was not a not Yes, a he references three people, and we'll find out who those three people are very soon. But that just kind of dissipates. The scene ends, and then we flash forward to two weeks later, as a little title pops up to tell us. And we find out that that past client who knew the mayor... Knew the mayor. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely something that happens in kids' movies where there's just things that get thrown around where, you know, the mayor is the most important politician yeah. that could possibly exist, even more than the president. I don't know. Maybe in, like, really big cities, mayors might have a lot of power that could actually reasonably affect change in the way that this has, like, closing down an entire business. Yeah. But... I don't think that's really realistic, but in the kids' movie, it's just, hey, mayor's going to take you down. Uh, but when, so Jack gets closed down and we get to see his whole office just getting unloaded. I don't, the mayor is repossessing all of his stuff. I don't really know. His phone, he's on the phone talking, but he unplugs the phone while he's on the phone and pick my bones while I'm down, you vultures. Yeah, they're just Jack. taking over his domain. And while this is all happening... Windsor's assistant slash driver, I believe his Calvin name. Yeah, Bridges. Calvin, Calvin Bridges 
comes in and tells him that he needs to talk to him. And Jack kind of throws him off for a bit. And then he says, well, it's because Mr. Windsor has died. Jack says, oh, I'm very sorry about it, but I don't really care. And then Calvin says, no, you must come with me. It's for urgent business. So then we get a... We get to see the three family members who are giving Windsor some drama and Lucky as well as there is a reading of Windsor's will. His family are very super cliche, just the 1% snobs. Yeah. And each gets passed over. Windsor gets some digs in on them about being greedy or vain or whatever and basically leaves them nothing. One gets like a mirror, one gets like an easy chair and then... One who thinks he's going to get it all gets gets nothing. Yeah, literally gets nothing. nothing. But then we find out that Windsor has left all of his money in a trust fund to Lucky. And that Jack, for having the ability to have sensed what... Talk, understand. Yeah, sensed what Lucky was going with, is appointed his legal assistant, translator, guardian... Some kind of legalese stuff is thrown yeah. around. Just like with the mayor, it's a kid's movie, so actual legal ramifications don't need to be completely spelled out. It's not super important. So Jack hasn't actually found this out yet. He starts to get a sense of this when he is pulled up in the limo by Calvin and is immediately assaulted by one of the, the relations. Who but I think we, yeah, we thought, I thought she was his sister at first because she seemed kind of older, but it yeah. turns out that it's a niece in two nephews and he's immediately like throttled she's like grabbing his neck and pushes him into the limo and then some jazz music immediately ensues there's about three songs in the whole movie (laughs) one is this jazz song which is actually pretty good i enjoyed it one is the you got a friend in me knockoff Mm -hmm. and then another one is just some generic disney channel some decom bullshit uh but there's, it's kind of a little fun where there's an exchange of an action scene. I don't know if you want to call it that in the limo, where he escapes through the sunroof. Calvin pulls him out. Yeah, he escapes he through the sunroof, yeah. and then Calvin gets back into the limo and just drives away with all of the three grumpy family members inside. Then Jack meets Allison, who is the, the attorney, attorney of Windsor, yeah. who is reading the will. And immediately, I called her as the love interest because even two movies in, I'm sensing that we're going to be able to pick up on some formulas or cliches that will be present throughout all of these Disney Channel original movies. So yes, she, spoilers for this movie that we're going to be spoiling everything about, yes, she becomes the love interest. So we specifically find out that the fortune that is being left to Lucky is $64 million, which Allison, the attorney, puts out as like a huge sum, which... Good chunk of change. For 2018, doesn't actually seem that impressive, but we talk in 90s money again, so... 20 years ago. Like how Harold was able to buy a bunch of Dairy Queen nonsense and under wraps. That, yeah, $64 million is, basically, Windsor was Jeff Bezos. He's an <laughs> Elon Musk type. He just has all of the money. We don't know how no he reason. got, he just, yeah, I don't, yeah, they don't lay out what his fortune came from, but Why he got he it. Sells art. He knows. He's all about that hustle. He got that paper. Yeah. He, he was the dealer on the other side. This is all in the cinematic <laughs> universe. He was buying the sarcophagus and the art that uh, Mr. Kuba. Kuba. I, you got a better memory than me. I can't even fucking remember that <laughs> shit. Uh, so, 
this is where I was starting to get the sense kind of what whoever wrote this movie had in mind that this very much seemed to be sort of blank check meets Airbud situation yeah. because the part of the the legal ramifications for Kirk or Jack is that to be the legal translator he has to basically live in the house yeah. and that's it he yeah. has to live in the house and spend money for and the dog yes the lucky Speak on his behalf. And it's all legal. Jack seems concerned about it being legal, which, of course, I believe in reality, this is not legal at all. You can't leave money to a dog. But this attorney assures him, though. Yes, Allison says it's legal so long as he is mentally competent. Mm -hmm. And then, cue Jack starting to scratch his ear, and in the background we get to see that Lucky, the dog, is also scratching his ear. So a little... Uh, what in the business we would call foreshadowing yeah. to what is to come. That, hmm, as long as he needs to be mentally competent, and he immediately starts not acting mentally competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack immediately starts celebrating in sort of typical, you just get a bunch of money ways, like having a big bubble bath with a lot of toys. A lot of lots toys. Lots of toys. And Scoo- dog toys. Yeah. Lots of bubbles. Yeah, lots of bubbles. He's got a scuba set that he dives into the bathtub with uh in this point in my notes i have written jack sucks yeah i, I didn't get a good vibe from him I, I was hoping there was gonna be like you know the disney channel original movies like there's usually like a lot of kids over the the focal points but it was just this adult child more or less yes i think for children they might like jack but from an adult standpoint watching this jack fucking sucks yeah. <laughs> he is yeah he is a piece of work um he, we get to see as a fallout to his bath, he goes under the water and then the help, the, maids, the help, maids the whatever, maids, yeah. the maids and Calvin, the driver come with the house to help him. And he, of course, scares the maids by jumping out of the water and it's supposed to be funny, but I just feel bad for them. <laughs> uh, we get a, then we cut to. I did for most of the notes. I get the road the evil family or the villainous family because three Stooges. I think we eventually found out that two of their names are Margaret and Lyle, and the third one. So Margaret is the niece. She's just typical snobby. She talks like this, you know, almost a little uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. She's kind of the the fashionista. She's only got the mirror. Yes, she was the super vain one. Yeah, Uh, Lyle, the one. Nie- or the nephew who got nothing is more or less a smart one, and then the other nephew know. is kind of just dumb. Yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah. The, their Dumpy. dynamics reminded me of the hyenas in The Lion King, okay. where we got Whoopi Goldberg, the other one, and then okay. Ed, who's the dumb one. They're talking to a lawyer to yeah. see how they can work this shit out. Get the money. And... It being a kids' movie, we got to paint the lawyer. As long as they're not Allison, lawyers are all greedy. evil and super greedy. So he says he can help them out for thirty percent. And in the meantime, while they apparently have no money, I don't know. For Windsor not liking them very much, apparently he was cool with them just living in his house. Yeah, no, they had their own rooms and they lived there until cars, he. Think, yeah. They yeah. lived there until he died, which. When we find out more later on in the movie, this whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense, but he dies, they get kicked out, they have no money, no any kind of trust fund. He was 
their only source of income, even though he hated them. They had enough money to buy one hotel room with a quarter to spare on the magic finger. Yes. Which... Vibrating bed. Yeah, Jacob, you want to tell us what you think the vibrating beds in motels are used for? Well, Lucas is trying to, you know, tell me they're, they're for uh, businessmen with sore backs. I'm just saying uh, a vibrating bed sounds like a, a, a gateway to sex. Oh, that was my, my call. Sure, yes. <laughs> you, you're an expert on getting in the mood. Absolutely. A vibrating bed is what I'd sign up for, too. <laughs> as long, the same with a mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Fuzzy walls. So the, the lawyer gives them the tip that while they wait to go to trial, which for will disputes, I don't think this is really what would happen, that they would go to trial, but... It's a kid's movie, so lawyers, everybody goes to trial, everybody goes to court. He tells them just to spend less money. To which Margaret replies, Oh, but I use imported shampoo! Which I guess was supposed to come off as some, you know, upper crust 1% thing. Mm -hmm. But to me, just seemed, okay, that doesn't seem that crazy. But I guess that is living high on the hog. Back then, they didn't have Amazons. You know, shipping was a lot more and more intense. Maybe. Thanks for that historical lesson. I think Amazon might have existed in 1998, but they're probably just selling books back then. Jeff Bezos was just, you know, eating Barnes & Noble's lunch instead (laughs) of owning the world. Path and Body Works. Yes. So, after we cut back to Jack, I wish we could stay with the evil lawyer some more, but we cut back to Jack, who is trying to reassure the maids after he freaked them out in the bathroom that he's really not that crazy. Yeah. But he immediately starts acting crazy because he hears Lucky barking telepathically at him again. Yeah. And Lucky wants to go out, so then Jack accuses the maids of saying, I want to go out, or I want to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And... This is the point where we seem to be a little disappointed that Lucky did not have a voice of his own. A voice of his own just barks. That's all we heard. But, I mean, eventually... He he kind of gets a voice, and I kind of... Speak through You know, I kind of... It wouldn't have been good for him to have a voice. It probably would have sucked. But this movie sucks already, so... But if he had a voice, who would you want his voice to be? I I was thinking, like, like Shaggy from, like, the... Or no, I I don't know. like, Like, Shaggy from, like, the Scooby-Doo... That is two episodes in a row where you have referenced the live-action Scooby-Doo films. Big fan. I made quite the impression on you. I was thinking a a Gilbert Gottfried type, or just Gilbert Gottfried. I just picture, like, Iago, I think. Well, that is voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Staying on on brand, we're talking Disney movies. We'll ponder that one. So, Jack does end up taking Lucky out, and he... Starts to wonder what's going on with Lucky because he won't go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then it's the whole joke about he doesn't want to be watched. Which just made me think about... It seems that whenever I see a dog going to the bathroom, that it's always looking at me. No matter where True. it is. Or the situation. My dogs are in the backyard. I'm looking through the window at them. And even 20 feet away, they're just giving me this dead-ass stare. And... I mean, yeah, it just makes me never want to look at a dog. Right, so yeah, I, like right I, as they're dropping a loaf, yes. they got perfect eye contact. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, just my true. my little insight into uncomfortable dog situations. But it turns out that Lucky doesn't actually need to go to the bathroom. He is looking for a bone. Yes, 
And then he starts acting crazy, which then we start to learn a bit of the rules of what is going on with Jack. So he starts acting crazy. Jack starts acting crazy. He's channeling Lucky. Yes. So he starts. They're both digging up bones. And then the maids come out and they're just appalled by what is happening. And this started to remind me of the shaggy dog. (laughs) Which the one I'm thinking of is starring Tim Allen, but I've actually learned that that is actually a remake oh, of an wow. older, I think a 1950s or so Jeez. Disney movie. So it's actually a classic. I didn't know that. Uh, never seen this either, but I just remember uh, a disturbing scene from the trailer where Tim Allen just has a very long tongue and okay. is just licking her around. Yeah. And that's about the same level of quality as what you can imagine for you lucky dog. <laughs> So he's acting crazy, talking about the bone, and it seems that he's talking... Maybe I could just chew on you all night. Is Yeah, either true or drool. drool either way, it long. is borderline sexual harassment that he... <laughs> he was talking about a bone, but the maid the thought maid he was... The maid was really taken aback. Yes, the maid time. was... She... Oh, I never! <laughs> and then her and the other maid just up and leave. Right. Claimed that Jack was possessed by the devil. Yes, possessed by the devil, but actually just a devil dog. (laughs) Uh, Jack moves with Lucky back into the house, and then the jazz music starts playing again, and they just start tearing everything up. It's really crazy. A little overboard. So then we cut to the next morning, and we get a panning shot, and see the whole front yard dug up, and then we get a... holes... Feathers all over on the inside. Yeah, the house interior is just wrecked. My question is, do dogs actually... I have had a few dogs in my life. I've never had a dog really ever dig a hole to put anything in it. Bones. Might have never done that That's obviously the cartoon classic, but just anything. So I just want to know where that came from and who is perpetuating this lie about dogs. (laughs) I think it's the bone lobby. They want to sell all the bones to the dogs. It's true. And my question was also that Lucky seems like a pretty good-natured dog. Yeah, it's only when he's around Jack, you know, that he gets a little little wild. Because Windsor is an old man. He died, and he's old. So I wouldn't think he'd really put up with such a crazy dog, and certainly not a dog who would just fuck up his house on the regular. Yeah. But... Yeah, he's just, Jack gets it in him because Jack's a bad person and rubs off on people that way. Calvin, uh, who we did get a little brief glimpse of during the whole chaos of the night before in his room, who just seemed cool with it that night, but does later say that he locked his door and turned his light on and slept Mm -hmm. with his light on for the first time in his life. Uh, So he, he confronts Jack to be like, dog, what the fuck is up with you? Like, dog, get it? (laughs) (laughs) This is, that's the level, these are the jokes, people. This is what you can expect on this podcast. Uh, So you confront some, and Jack just goes into it that he's a dog psychic, and he can channel Lucky, or I guess any dog, but he hasn't been able to do it since he was a kid, but he channels Lucky when Lucky gets excited. Yeah. So Jack keeps telling Lucky, you just got to calm down, stop freaking out, and then we'll all be cool and we'll get to keep the money. But then Lucky has mad mood swings. He goes from yeah. super wired to immediately being depressed. depressed. 
to not eating anything when he yeah. certainly seemed to have been eating stuff the night before. And Jack wants to cheer him up, so where else would you, where would you take a dog to cheer him up? The mall, obviously. Bitch, we go into the mall. But throw back a little bit here, um, why was he depressed, though? Do you remember what he was having? Oh, like, yeah. He was having, like, visions. Important plot point to skip yeah. over. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, he, was a, he was depressed about, I don't know, like, Windsor dying. and He had had a, a, a flashback of, of Windsor saying it was the coldest night, and we figured it was maybe California. That were out. It was just raining. It wasn't snow. Yeah, we but, see um, palm trees in the next scene. And Lucky wanted to take Windsor, or wanted Windsor to take him out to go to the bathroom. It's raining. Uh, Lucky's going to the bathroom. Windsor drops the collar and drops to his knees, and he dead. Done. Dunzo. It was. It was the cold. It's all your <laughs> fault, Lucky. You killed Windsor. So as on their way to the mall, they're in the limo, and Lucky is obviously excited because he's going to the mall, which then starts to rub off on Jack. So they start to stick their head out of the window and are barking. Yeah. Which I hated. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable to see a grown man acting like this, and I did not find it funny in the least. No. No like from me. But as they were doing this, the evil family... The Three Stooges. Yeah, let's go with that. The Three Stooges. The Three Stooges are in some beat-ass-up old van, and they're trying to drive up to film Jack acting crazy. And are breaking a lot of traffic laws in the process. They're veering in and out of lanes. Yeah. And they get a good shot, they're in frame, but then they end up crashing into a car. And once they crash, the person who's filming, who, I don't know, I guess all the three... Unknown. All the three Stooges are the dumb one, I feel. Maybe, I don't know, Moe or Curly are the dumb one. I This is the uh, hyena, this is the Ed hyena of yep. the group. He says, oh, I didn't have film. Oh, wah, wah, wah. So... I guess the limo gets away, and I don't even think they really picked up on this whole thing happening, that no, they were no. being followed by the worst tailors in the world. But then we get to the mall, and the first stop is a furniture store, because the night before, Lucky and Jack had terror, tore up the fuck out of some couch cushions. Terrorized. I'll, yeah. The house. I'll, you know, I'll give you points for that. Yeah. Also, this, in my notes right here, I say, dogs don't go to the mall. Except Lucky. I haven't been to a lot of California malls. Maybe the rules are different. I believe service dogs, probably allowed. But dogs, certainly not on no leash like Lucky. Well, when they were at the sofa sofa place shop. The sofa store? sofa store. The The furniture store? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't give out our location like that. For your fucking beef, man. Uh, but w- w- when they were in the uh, the sofa, when they were sofa shopping, the guy actually said, you know, uh, get your dog off here kind of thing. And, and <laughs> I Jack, was with Jack them, yeah. Said, Lucky's just hopping up on couches, and I'm like, whoa! But but then Jack barks back at the guy. Not not literally, but he says, uh, we'll take this one. And the guy's like, this is our most expensive 5,000 model. And then Jack's like, well, we'll take that one and those two red ones. We'll take them all. Yeah, it was... The store manager was supposed to sound completely appalled for a dog being on his couch, but he's mostly just like, get that dog off of there. (laughs) Which, I would just be like, why is there a dog in my store, first of all, and then on this couch? And he says, yeah, this is our most expensive model at $5,000, which I'm not in the buying a lot of furniture. 
$5,000, again, 90s money we're talking about here. That's a lot for a That's couch. A lot of this money. couch looked like fucking shit. It wasn't that special. No. I've sat on some, you know, cheap thrift store couches or just seen $40, them in thrift stores. 50 bucks. You, you know, somewhere around that ballpark, this looked like a, a deadbeat couch. And the guy had the audacity, too, after Jack said he was going to buy, like, five couches, that shipping would take him over a week. But but Lucky's like, no, tomorrow. And the guy guy comes down to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah. So Lucky is a, he's a mean bargainer. He Dang haggles man. like those fuckers in storage wars. <laughs> Lucky's all like, yep. I hate storage wars. I don't know why I know so much about that shit. All right. Uh, so from there, they move on to a pet store. We get a, actually we find out it actually is Petco, a little product place. Shoe place. No, they went shoe oh, shopping. yes, that's right. Shoe shopping right after. Yeah, to buy a bunch of couches to tear up and then buy a bunch of shoes to tear up. And then they get to the pet store yeah. where they buy a ton of toys and a ton of bones. And this is where previously uh, Jack had sent up, set up some kind of meeting with Allison, the lawyer, to sign some papers. So said, oh, let's go meet up at the pet store. So we get to see Allison, who has a daughter. And yep. the daughter is fawning over this cute little puppy mm-hmm. who Allison says, no, we can't have her. And... Then Jack comes over, makes the situation worse by saying, oh, that is a cute puppy. And the daughter's like, yeah, I know, but we can't have him because our dad, my dad got the house. So yeah. Allison is newly divorced or something. The dad got the house, and I just laughed really hard at that. The line <laughs> delivery of the daughter. They get to hang out with them a little bit more. Jack growls at a cat or Lucky growls at a cat. I don't fucking know. It's all I'm a mess. Sure, yeah. They are making their way to uh, the, the yeah the food court, but before that, uh, Jack needs to get some digs in on the Midwest because mm-hmm. that is where Allison is from, Nebraska. Yeah, and he's like, "What do you got to do there? Cow tipping? Ha ha! I live in California. I'm the coastal elite. Let's talk about flyover states." And then Allison said, "No, there's a lot of stuff to do." And she didn't say what it was. She just said she hung out with her sisters. Sisters and cousins, seven of them or something. Yeah, her mom called them the Seven Musketeers, which is a fucking terrible (laughs) nickname. Zero creativity points for that. Yeah, no no activities given. Yes. But then they're in the food court. Allison and Jack are talking, but then Lucky starts smelling some wonton chicken or something. all over that. So then he starts freaking out. Jack starts freaking out. Starts wag- twerking or something, wagging his butt to simulate a tail. Again, don't like. I, I thought it was humping something at first, and it showed on the attorney, like, looking down at him. I'm like, this is kind of... I, I felt put off by it. Yeah, I remember I was still watching a Disney Channel original movie, not some freaking Rob Schneider joint. I mean, speaking... This is kind of like the animal. Not that I've... Again, a new movie I've not seen, but I have such a knowledge of all these movies I haven't seen. But yes, it seems a lot like the animal starring Rob Schneider. Yeah. Uh, then Allison's like, yeah, you seem kind of crazy, but I'm not going to worry too much about it. She just leaves. Let's go, daughter. Yeah. Before they make a complete mess of the food they court. jump over the counter. Yeah, L- Lucky jumps up on the counter. Yeah. And then that seems to not be a problem because they... In, Having a bunch of food in the next scene. Like 30 plates of food, yeah. And they're jumping other people's tables to eat the food. They're eating food out of the garbage. Yeah, pulling on both ends of a pizza slice or something. Yeah. And I guess they get stopped by a mall cop. Mall cops pull them out of the garbage. Ejects them from the mall. Makes an appearance later on again, too. Yeah. And then we get a cut to the next day. 
where we're seeing all of the trucks of the various things that they had ordered the all day the before. Toys, all the steaks, AstroTurf. Yes, steaks, AstroTurf, couches, the whole kitchen sink. And we're seeing this from the point of view of the Three Stooges, who are parked in their beat-up van. Yeah. Uh, they're spying on them. And then Margaret, the niece, finally makes a move. She's taking matters into her own hands. And I guess just trying to reason with him, or I don't really know. Flirt with him, I think. I, think she, I don't know what she was, yeah, what was she I don't doing? really know her end game, but didn't end out well for her. We get to find out a little bit about the decor decisions that Jack is making, which completely appall Margaret, such as, as Jacob just mentioned, putting AstroTurf in the house, yeah. which I'm with Margaret. That sounds... Uh, it's it's better for the for not sledding on, though. So. Yeah, for the dogs running around, but that sounds just so tacky. <laughs> There's also some bones just hanging from the kitchen ceiling. Yeah. That looks a lot like the house in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, but some of the, as we see some of these bones getting brought into the house, Jack slash Lucky, because they're just the same entity. Channeling. Yes, they start freaking out. He starts talking about bones again, which is, you know, just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Bad touch starts to come out as he starts chasing Margaret away. Jack is, not the dog. Yes, Jack is. Very important. Uh, Lucky is mostly a well-behaved dog. Yeah. and puts all of his terrible tendencies onto Jack, yeah. who chases away Margaret. And before she gets away, he bites her dress or right on her outer butt. coat and... Tears a big chunk out of it. Yeah. And I don't really understand why at that point that just wasn't enough for the Three Stooges to just completely prove Jack is mentally incompetent and not worthy of being the legal guardian of Lucky because he's crazy and they had all of these witnesses there to prove it. But they have some other plans that they move on with. Yeah. And we get to see that night that Jack and... Calvin have designed a nice playroom for Lucky, and we get a tour of it, all the sorts of toys and yeah. whatnot, and we get that good You Got a Friend in Me song playing again, but they try to do something, they try to be a little inspired with the direction in this scene where at different beats in the song they would freeze frame oh, from yeah, yeah. Lucky's point of view at something. Different vocal points on the room that they really like to... But they didn't really have the good the best quality cameras or didn't actually take pictures or anything. They just was literally like, paused. Like, pause the video. Yeah, literally really paused the footage so it seemed really blurry and crappy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, points for, I guess, trying something, but they failed miserably. <laughs> so they get to have some fun, but then Jax just seems wiped from putting all this stuff together for Lucky. Takes off his socks. Yeah, they play a little tug of war. Dogs, am I right? Got all these toys for him, spent thousands of dollars, and he just wants my just sock. Oh, sock. Relatable, aren't I? <laughs> so they go to bed, and then we get to find... Lucky sleeps in the bed. Yeah, for Jack... First time? Yeah, he made it seem like a big deal. Well, just this once, Lucky, we're not going to make this a thing, yeah. because people having their dogs sleep in their bed is heinous or something. I feel like it's pretty typical for most dog owners. Then the Three Stooges, back in their van in front of the house. Jump the fence. Yeah, they're... Two of them got over that we saw. I don't know. We don't know really how the third one got over. Yeah, they're decked out in some bad outfits. Yeah. One's a, like a 
airplane pilot. The others, I don't, they didn't really seem like they were wearing that much of outfits. But yes, they hopped the fence, and I think there was a kind of a joke that it seemed like they were struggling to get over the fence, but yeah. then I think the joke was that the fence really wasn't that high. Yeah, it wasn't, no. But it wasn't a super well-executed joke, to the point where I'm still debating whether it actually was a joke at this point. But they're, they cut the power. Cut the alarms, cut the lights. Okay, so maybe them cutting the alarms makes some sense. But yeah, for them cutting the power, I was a little confused about because it's nighttime. So they're sneaking to this house. That's all dark anyway, so I wasn't sure why they really needed the power or the costumes if it's going to be dark. So they're walking around inside the house, and then they are brandishing some guns, which we find out are actually just tranquilizer guns. It's a... Jacob might have, you know, mis- not remembered that we were watching a Disney Channel original movie and thought they were real. Guns. But no, they're just tranquilizers. And I'm not, I think they must have been for the dog because they have a whole comical exploration of the house where two of them end up getting shot by a tranquilizer dart. Yeah. NBD because... They pull them out and they're fine. They yeah, were, they didn't pass maybe out. Maybe a little limp. One of them had a little limp, I think. So I assume they were for the dog and not yeah. for Jack because they didn't seem to have much of an effect on humans. But they end up getting caught during this whole thing. I was hoping this movie, as it was progressing, was... Well, I don't know if I hoped that it was going to be like Mouse Hunt. You've seen Mouse Hunt, right? I... I I have, but it's been a while. Mouse Hunt is a movie, again, a kid's movie about an animal, where I actually hate the movie Mouse Hunt. I found Mouse Hunt the mo- one of the most, or is it Mouse Trap? I don't know. It's one of those two. Mouse Hunt, I think. That yeah. Is, like Fred Flintstone in it. It does not have John Goodman in it. Doesn't it? This is great podcasting right here where we talk about things that we may or may not have seen and who's in it. I believe it has the voice of Timon. No, that's Matthew Broderick. Or, this is great podcasting. Anyways, it's about a mouse who gives these guys a hell of a time when they're trying to start a restaurant and it's the proto-ratatouille or something. And everything just goes wrong for them constantly. They're getting their fingers stuck in mousetraps. All this shit. And it drove me insane. It made me so stressed out. And I hated that movie. But I was kind of hoping there would be some kind of comical shenanigans and whatnot happening in this but this was really the only scene that was like that where they're fumbling around in the dark they get caught you know they shoot themselves with some trank darts they fly out of a window into a pool that's that whatever yeah next morning jack's talking to the police saying hey i knew it was the family well how did you know that because their smell really their smell you didn't see anything no it was too dark well, good thing they got those costumes then, because it was too dark for him to see them anyways. But, so that's kind of just a, a non-starter where you can't prove anything, because it was really lucky who recognized them from their yeah. scent. So, the Three Stooges, they try to take matters into their own hands, got nowhere, so they go back to their evil lawyer, who they had talked to at the beginning of the movie, who then calls a press conference, saying that Jack is mentally incompetent, but also a con man who was able to take advantage of Windsor, convince him that he was the best person for taking care of Lucky, and that's how we've gotten to this situation. Allison, the lawyer, the lady lawyer, says that she'll go to bat for Jack and prove that he's innocent. If he's honest with her. Yeah, he needs to be honest, and she's going to prove his innocence, 
in court. Yeah. Again, I don't think these kind of disputes, this was just a press conference. Okay. They don't need to prove anything legally, but yes, we must have a trial. Yeah. Because what is a good kids movie without a climactic courtroom sequence? True. True. So we get this courtroom. Uh, one fun little detail about this whole trial is that Lucky is present in court. If a dog can go to a mall, he can go to a courtroom. Oh, for sure. He's got a very, very plush dog bed that he's sitting on. I, I didn't pick up on that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like the finale of Seinfeld, where everybody that has been wronged by Lucky and Jack appear. We get the unsatisfied client who is BFFs with the mayor. Yeah. He's there to say that Jack was sleeping on the job and was not able to communicate with his dog. One of the mall cops. Yes, the mall cop. And then also the maid who rightfully yeah, said that he made advances on her. Yeah. And that that is fair for the maid to say that. And then actually the lawyer brings up a legitimate point, the evil lawyer. There's this interesting dynamic where Jack was apparently a dog psychic and yep. then lied about yep. it for years and built a business on it. And now conveniently and from the viewpoint of the lawyer is now able to talk to telepathically to lucky mm-hmm. which is never actually explained how why he used to be able to do it or why, why he's he able to do it, it now maybe he lost it genes yeah i don't know why he got it back so not the not the deepest lore in here no i'd say generally everything they deal with with psychics doesn't make the most sense like psychics can channel spirits i guess not really, like, living things, I would think, most of the time. Yeah. It reminded me of Under Wraps, where they seem to have tenuous ideas about how mummies work. Yeah. Or yeah. also banshees. <laughs> Scarecrows. I, I thought the... I, I did think the lawyer made a legitimate point. And then stuff just really ratchets up into overdrive. Yeah, like, the last... Like you said, last 15 minutes were pretty wild. Yes, literally, we are in the last 15 minutes right now. The courtroom scene happens in the last 15 minutes. All this other bullshit takes up the majority of the 90 minutes. And then this actual, the end of this gets wild in a way that made me (laughs) feel better about the movie overall. So Allison hears this from the lawyer, thinks she's pretty well convinced, and is about to give up. And then Jack... In a, finally having some amount of morals and good guyness to him, says he's fine with the family getting the money, but he doesn't want them to get lucky. Yeah. And he says, I will go on the stand, which he was already on the stand. Again, I don't think they have the best understanding of courtroom. But he was going to go on the stand, I think, as lucky was the thing. Yes, he was yeah. going to go on the stand as lucky, yeah. which, again, I still don't know if the court would allow him to go on the stand <laughs> again. And there was no cross-examination or anything by Allison. It was all just the evil lawyer running the show. Well, they did. He went on the stand. Yeah, so he goes on the stand, channels lucky. But as he's trying to channel lucky, lucky isn't getting excited. So Jack isn't able to channel him. But then the evil lawyer talks some shit on Jack and says he is, he's just a fucking charlatan, he's a nobody, yeah. and then that starts to rile up Lucky, gets his hackles up in a bunch. I think that's the thing dogs have. So then Jack talks for Lucky. Uh, I hated this. It, I hate any time where Jack is pretending to be like a dog and talking, because he talks like this or something. It's bad. Lucky in the fur. 
Uh, and there's just some test where to... Because, yeah, the idea that this is some kind of empirical test and that they'd be able to prove this in the court of law is all... It's all wild. But their test to prove that Lucky is being channeled Shame. by Jack is they turn them back to back. So Jack is facing the jury. Yeah. And Lucky is facing the lawyer the other way. And then the lawyer holds different things. Items up. A stolen pen. Yes. Uh, Lucky says it looks like the pen was stolen from a hotel room and then asks him about if he stole the towels. Yeah. Which brings up the I Even as a rich person okay. dog, like, has Lucky been in that many hotels? I guess he gets into malls and courtrooms, so maybe Hotel for Dogs, that's a Disney movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, and then also a candy bar. Yeah. Which... Crunch bar, I think. Well, he he described it. It basically sounded like a Snickers because he's okay. like, oh, chocolate and caramel and nuts and nougat. And I'm like, dogs aren't supposed to be eating chocolate. What kind of bad owner was Mr. Windsor? Yeah. Uh, and so this convinces the... Judge and jury. Yeah, they seem pretty well convinced. And then we get, again, a lot happening in this last little bit. We get a reveal in the last five minutes. I checked the runtime. Where Lucky's making eye contact with the nephew. Yeah, Lyle, the smart nephew, is yeah. putting some Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water, yeah. which then triggers some repressed memory of Lucky, where he saw Lyle put some powder into yeah. Mr. Windsor's cup before they went on that fateful walk. So Mr. Yeah. Windsor drank the cup. It seems that Lucky was trying to distract him with a walk so he wouldn't drink it. He drinks it, then he dies. Brooks. So Poisoned by Lyle. Again, moving very quickly, Jack confronts him about this and says, I know you did it. Lyle pulls out a goddamn a gun. A real gun this time. Uh, yes. Not this, a is a, gun. this is a real Disney Channel original <laughs> movie gun, just like Mr. Kubot. All these Climaxes with guns at we the end. We had that knife in the um, the knife in the garbage disposal, and all you have the gun in the courtroom. I mean, I know this is pre nine eleven, but I still think courtrooms would have still had good security back then. So. so I don't know how Lyle got a gun into <laughs> the courtroom, but he pulls out a gun. Luckily, Lucky attacks him. He the it gun looks, fires. It looks like Lucky might have been shot. Yes, the gun he fires. Was shot, just grazed. Yeah, the gun fires. Lyle's taken away, and then they fake us out that Lucky's, like, dying. Yeah. Jacob bought into it for a little bit, and I was... I, I was, I was as I've done many times, I said, no, this is a Disney Channel original <laughs> movie. If this was another kid's movie with a dog, like Old Yeller, or Where the Red Fern Grows, or My Dog Skip, or there are so many... Marley and Me. There are so many kids' movies with dying? dogs in it that die. <laughs> this dying? is not one of them. No, I was not crying. Barley and me really got your work done. No, uh, I, yeah, that was something else. Uh, but no, his ear, Lucky's ear was just grazed, yep. which then also went over to Jack, and he's like, ow, my ear, and the courtroom all laughs, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> Lucas and I both kind of geeked out a little bit there. That was the, like, put it all together, and that was almost the end of the movie. Yeah, it gives us the Wiggins, but again, this movie's moving at 60 miles an hour the whole time. We cut back to Windsor's house, or really Jack and Lucky's house. Yeah. Allison is there, and it seems like Kim 
and or him her and jack are living together maybe maybe I, yeah I, it was tough to really allison's think. daughter got the puppy that she yeah. wanted they also adopted like 20 other dogs yes and then we get the comment because these are all dogs we maybe saw at the pet store yeah and jack says oh lucky found out that you could buy all of the dogs or all yeah. the dogs were for sale and i'm like what kind of fucked up shit is that where this dog is finding out that other of his kind are for sale and then he can buy them and then still chooses to buy them? I mean, it's still like an exchange of like property or whatever, but I guess he's like freeing them. Dogs, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's basically the end of the movie is Lucky buys a bunch of dogs and then... Nobody takes care of them and they end up on the streets and back in the pound and in the stores. Yeah. circle of life. Unlike uh, a lot of Disney Channel original movies, Under Wraps of You Lucky Dog did not get, um, you know, three or four sequels. We'll get able to experience a bunch of those later on. But one last thing we get is a taste of the You Got a Friend in Me knockoff. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's That's a wrap. That's You Lucky Dog. What were your overall thoughts, Jake? Definitely uh, underwhelming. Like I said, I, I, I may have seen it, you know, when I was younger, but it, it wasn't a movie that stuck with me, like Under Wraps and, you know, uh, a couple of other DCOMs have. It, it had its moments, but like you had said, it, it went by, like, it, it went by really quick. It was a quick movie. There wasn't, like, a really a lot that happened, yeah. I felt like. Fortunately, for doing a podcast fully around having to watch movies, these are all tight 90-minute movies, and yeah. it did move at a good clip, but... It was not a memorable clip. No. I'd say it was definitely a, a back-loaded movie where I did find the last 20 minutes or so fairly entertaining with yeah. The, yeah. the courtroom scene and then the surprise gun and yeah. all of that. That was fun. But, yeah. While we still can... So the updated ranking is Under Wraps is number one. Number two is... Not... You lucky dog. I'm trying to think of some joke to fill in. Uh, number two is the shaggy dog, and then number three is you lucky dog. There we go. So, kind of transitioning out of the episode, this could be a spot where we could answer some emails, but I think it's a little optimistic to think that we'd have anybody in an audience that would be wanting to email us yet. Also, I have not set up an email address. We do have a Twitter account, though, now. I did yes. set up a Twitter for us. Just at a whole new pod, just a w h o l e n w e p o d. All one word, uh, and we can plug our own again. I don't know why I plugged mine last time because I literally, I think I, I could pull it up right now. I think I checked the last time I had tweeted was about like Kingdom Hearts, like this summer. Like I think I've tweeted two non retweets or replies in like the last two years. So Kingdom Hearts is Disney related. But you can plug your Twitter account because that's much more active. Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. All right. And you're listening to us somewhere. So it's one of the places we put up our podcast to be available. So far, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Google Play Music. Yeah. Make sure you download it. And what's nice, too, is if if you actually just search a whole new pod, there's like a website that Lucas had set up. It's just right at the top of the... Yeah, it's the the hosting site for where our podcast is. That's that's pretty nice. Though I don't know how the SEO is on a whole new pod. It's number one on all my searches. All right. Well, that's good. I will say, as I was searching the iTunes store to see when... Ours was popping up. I did happen across some other podcasts oh. that seem to have had the same idea as us. Oh. I thought we were fairly original, but apparently yeah. we were not. 
you did say that some of those were really short too, right? Yeah, like some of them weren't fully, you know, they one started like a month ago. It seemed like a lot of them were just focusing on the good Disney Channel yeah, original right. movies or the memorable ones. Yeah. Whereas we're we take them all like they, you lucky dog. It's yeah. The poor and the worthless, we taking you yeah. chronological order. Come at us. Uh, some of them, at least one of them seemed legit. I'm not going to tell you the name because you shouldn't watch it. Some of the other ones, they seemed a little even worse than us. So, you know, we're still like at least like number two yeah. out there. Yeah. But we, hey, we're only growing. We're the a whole new pod nation right here. Watch, watch out. So, yes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, working on Spotify and maybe some other places. I know Stitcher is one that's popular. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends said he could not listen to it because he uses something called Podcast Addict or uh, something. So I guess we got to get on there for him. Maybe YouTube eventually. Maybe YouTube. Uh, probably not SoundCloud because I think I'd have to like pay some extra money or some yeah. bullshit there. Yeah. All right. So wrapping up, you got anything to add, Jacob? Not, not that I can think of. No. You don't want to. Don't want to give us cringe out. So cringe out. I think in the meantime. Uh, where she gets some McRib sometime. Yeah. Bring it back around. That's called yeah, yeah. bookending, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're true professionals here. But I will give Jacob a chance to get some redemption on last week. So, gotta have a good closing message for us. What do you got? Top of the dome. Stay in school, kids. Eh. Alright, see you guys next week. <laughs> we'll try again. You just keep eating it all day long until you gonna die. Oh yeah, eat that ketchup nice and good. Oh yeah. Close up. <laughs> Look at that dog. Oh yeah, ketchup. <laughs> eat that ketchup. Oh yeah, you have something red on your lip. <laughs> Keep eating, keep eating, girl. Oh, by the way, this dog's name is Kelsey, and she's possessed. Eat that ketchup till you're done, till you're done, till it's all gone. Yeah, you keep eating that ketchup. Eat it all.